Hello, Journey in the Bible family. Welcome to Journey in the Bible podcast. Our mission is to journey to Jesus. And we do this because Jesus Christ in John chapter 5, verse 39 said, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. So that means that we should be able to find and experience Jesus in every verse, chapter, and book. And my prayer and my hope is that today you will experience the power of Jesus Christ in your life through this episode. And so without much further ado, let the journey begin. Another great guest on our show today. Um, Her name is Nikki and um, she's from Ontario, a province uh, here in Canada. And uh, I can't wait to share the word of God with her as she leads us into our journey in the Bible today. Also, I'm very excited that we only have one chapter remaining before we finish off season one of Journey in the Bible. And so I hope that you're excited as well as we jump over to Exodus, uh, which will be, I guess, next year, 2022. And I hope that you guys, you know, subscribe, like, share, and make sure that we are ready for this great moment as we move to um, the book of Exodus, which I believe will be an amazing book. But all that aside, let's stay in the present. Genesis chapter 49 is our chapter today. And uh, before we get into the details, uh, maybe let me bring on our guest uh, that she may be able to lead us. Um, Hi, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Fantastic. It's it's great to have you on the show. And uh, I can't wait for us to journey in the Word of God uh, together. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about, um, you know, what city you're joining us from? All right. So I, you said, yeah, I'm in Ontario, um, in the city of Ottawa, the capital city of Canada. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's where I am. Fantastic, fantastic. And um, um, is that like, is that your background? What's your background? What What are your roots? My roots. So um, I was born and raised in Burundi, um, mm. the capital city of Bujumbura. That's oh. where I'm from. I lived there for, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I continued Many my years. whole life. <laughs> okay. Not, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 21. And mm-hmm. I lived there for like 15 years. So it's wow. like, for me, it's like my whole life. <laughs> that's a long time, so right? So that's, that's a long time. I've been born and raised in Burundi. Wow. That, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Technically, technically, I'm from Burundi. I mean, my background is Burundi, but uh, I never stayed in Burundi. So uh, it's great to see someone who stayed in Burundi <laughs> and not someone who claims that they are Burundian. Uh, that must have yeah. been uh, an, an exciting experience. And actually, my background is actually from Bujumbura as well. If I'm not mistaken, I, I can be corrected. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that means you speak Kirundi, right? Uh, yes, I speak Kirundi. Yeah, I'm a Burundian, awesome. 100%. <laughs> so 100%, Kirundi. right? Cool, cool. And French. Would you mind yes, teaching sir. the audience uh, something in Kirundi? Let's let's teach these people Kirundi. <laughs> Some let's teach people Kirundi. Some Kirundi. Yeah. 
since we're talking about journey in the Bible is like right. one word that's you know um I would say that means like God loves you so wow that's cool remember Imana that <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool I will ask you one day how do you say God loves you in Kirundi Imana yeah. that's so sweet Mm. And and he sure does and I hope that today you'll be able to experience his love yeah. through this chapter. Now, before we launch into our chapter, can you tell us your favorite verse and and why that is? Just real quick. I don't it's I don't know if I'm the first person, but I think you have the something very the same. I don't okay. have any favorite Bible verse. I don't have okay. any. I think but uh, I would say that uh, I love uh, especially the whole Bible. The no, <laughs> I do, I do. Okay. So it depends on the season that a person is going through. That I don't know, but I will say that mostly I love when like Jesus speaks in the New Testament. I think he makes. Okay. Yeah, so but the red words. having yeah, but saying that favorite bible verse so it really really depends okay that's fine well i I, hope today you find a favorite bible verse as we can i pick one i can pick one though you know to share since like (laughs) okay okay sure you can can pick pick one one? yeah you can yeah so titus chapter 2 verse um from verse 11 to 15 it says for the grace of god that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, mm. we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in he, in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who mm. gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. So, yeah. mm, that's powerful. That's a, that's a mouthful, right? And yeah. I love the part that says, let no man despise thy youth as well. That's That's something. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I hope it encourages someone, you know, that we are called to deny ungodliness and live holy lives. And also that, you know, as we do that, no one should despise our youth. Just because we are young, it doesn't mean we cannot, you know, live a life that's pleasing to God or do something great for God. So I hope that's Can I add uh, something on mm-hmm. that? Yeah, 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 <laughs> sure. Go ahead. What, the reason why I also like it, like mm. many people like think that we'll be righteous like when we get in heaven. But this is like okay. our hope that you know god will make us righteous even in this here, present right? world india exactly you will be able to overcome all the sins and be like jesus in this present world wow that's all to come that's a strong yeah. encouragement because it did say in this present something world, yeah right? and in, in this present world yeah wow right now not after jesus comes back he will miraculously you know stop mm. lying but you will overcome all your sins but it's right now eh? here right now here yeah hmm. you know i'm reminded of something that we we're discussing as we were recording uh to uh, an episode earlier today um it had something to do with uh, how jacob was i think i'm going into the future but you guys forgive me how jacob was uh <laughs> 
uh, what's it called, embalmed, the process of mm-hmm. embalming him. And mm. and th- we're talking about how how it was so advanced in science that they were able to preserve the body of someone such that even after 2,000, 3,000 years, you can still see the form of the person. Like today, when you go to archaeological sites, you can still see a pharaoh and recognize them as though they are real just because of how the embalming process was so precise. And we're talking about how that's the same thing with our characters that, you know, when we resurrect, when Jesus comes, we don't change characters. We still have the same personalities we used to have. We still have the same habits we used to have. So, yeah. so it just makes sense that, you know, character transformation has to happen now. Otherwise, we are doomed. Doomed for life. Anyways, um, well, <laughs> let's get into Genesis chapter 49, 49. before we, we get lost here. So... Yeah. Just a quick backdrop. I won't delay on that. Uh, in Genesis chapter 48, you guys go watch that video. We were talking about how Jacob blesses the children of Joseph. And he does it in a way that displeases Joseph. But uh, you can find all those details in the previous episode. For today, we want to focus on the time where now Jacob calls his own sons and blesses them. So now he's not blessing Joseph or Joseph's uh, sons uh, in particular, but he's blessing his own sons. And so in verse one, Jacob calls all his sons and tells them what shall happen in the future. That's what he says. If uh, if you may read uh, verse one uh, for us, um, if you have it with you, verse number one, just so that we're on the same page. Yes. Of uh, Genesis 49. Yes, it says, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Mm -hmm. So he speaks about the last days. So here's my question for you. Why does Jacob see the need of doing that? What's the importance of talking about these things? Or why is he doing this? Uh, I would say, okay, first of all, when I hear when I hear the word last days, usually my eyes pay attention. Mm, okay. <laughs> so much. So we relate it okay with our current situation, right? Because mm-hmm. I believe that we're in the last days is the same thing when God um warns us about mm-hmm. something so that you know, you get ready and prepare. So right. it's to prepare them on mm. what will come so that you right. know, they get ready. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, I see that happening because the, the old man is about to die. Uh, you know, he senses that he's sick, he's getting diseased and all that. So before he dies, he wants to, to bless his, his children. It was not just, you know, cultural, but I think it had a spiritual implication, you know, uh, going back to even how Jacob got his blessing, it was in the same setting, right? Before Isaac died, he he called he he said to Esau, "Go get me some meat, and then I'll bless you." And then he came and stole the blessing, right? So there's this divine authority that God gave um, these people, the parents, let's say, to actually bless their children, and uh, it, it's very significant. So it was his duty to do this, but also. You know, like you said, preparing them for for the future. And, you know, for parents who may be watching, this is a great tip for you. Like, 
uh, you need to um, make sure that you you prepare your children <laughs> for the last days. I believe it's the book of Second um, Timothy that speaks about the last days. It speaks about how in the last days, perilous times shall come. And we are living in the last days because when you look at the descriptions of how people will be in the last days, uh, we see that around us, if not in ourselves, you know, unthankful, unholy, despisers of those uh, of that is what is good, lovers of pleasures more than lovers uh, of of God. And as you read that chapter, it kind of gives the solution to the whole problem. It says, "But thou, Timothy, hast known the the old scriptures, not the old scriptures, but the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation." So. You know, in in Jacob speaking to them and blessing them, it's interesting to see that he's not using his own words, but he's borrowing from the words of God. In fact, he was literally under divine inspiration because some of the things he says are deeply prophetic. And that's our next point. We see that Jacob prophesies about what will happen to each tribe or each group of people in the future. Mm -hmm. So here's the question uh, for you, Nikki, then. Is Bible prophecy still important in light of what's happening here? Oh, yes, 100%. I don't know what we will do without it. Right, eh? Yeah. So, uh, I, w- I was going to say, so uh, um, in the Bible, there is somewhere where, where God calls Abraham his mm-hmm. friend. It says, like, um, yeah, God called Abraham his, his friend, and God is calling us. Right. be his friend and there is another bible verse which says i'm just paraphrasing it's it says that there is nothing that uh, there is nothing that god can do without telling his servant right yes and because he loves us uh and when we look at the relationship of of a friend like mm-hmm. when you have a friend you trust that friend and you tell tell him oh your plans of the future oh i'm planning right. this you have this, 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 you know, this deep relationship, and mm. that's how God considered us. We he considered He considered us as His friend, and all the things that He, He, He do, mm-hmm. He tells us that I'm going to do this, you know, and right. with with that also He warned us on how we can. Um, he also give us tips on not even giving He show us the way of how we have to get prepared so that right. when that particular time comes uh, it finds us ready yes. it's like you know mm-hmm. going back to Matthew 24 it says like look unto the season you know mm. and when God is you know telling us to look unto the season it's like right, right now we are in winter but okay. we got like preparation right we went yeah. from summer to fall and fall mm-hmm. that's where you see leaves like falling down and that's where we all start you know uh, wearing jackets you know right <laughs> and as a person who really uh and you start feeling that it get it's getting cold as a yeah. person who's um who's so that you say intelligent i don't want to use that word but you know that right that's when like right. temperatures <laughs> mm-hmm. you know keep getting low and low you have to buy you know a winter jacket something that right. is really like heavy that will be able to protect you against that you know cold season and go through yeah. it unless you know 
you would get cold and have diseases and everything. So same thing with Bible prophecy. I'll compare mm. it to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. A uh, Bible prophecy is so central, and and you make a very important observation there that just as Jacob is, you know, advising his children out of love, right? Um, similarly, uh, God, you know, has given us the gift of prophecy to be our guide uh, as His children, right? Because without prophecy, we wouldn't know what will happen, we wouldn't have a direction. And Jesus said, "I have told you these things that when they happen, you may what you may believe." And mm-hmm. also, we are told in the book of of Peter, one of the books of Peter, go read all of them, <laughs> both of them rather. Um, it says, "But but we have a more sure word of prophecy, whereby we do wise mm-hmm. if we take heed of the things that it talks about." And so, prophecy is so central. We're also told despise not prophesyings, and and wh- why are we talking about prophecy anyways? It's because, at least personally, I sense that there has been there has been a neglect in the studies of prophecy in in well, let me start with in my life, <laughs> but I also <laughs> in, in in larger in larger Christendom as well. Especially yeah. the books of Daniel and Revelation have been like so so despised and so avoided <laughs> because you know apparently we think it's so complicated but yet it's God's love trying to communicate to your friend like you pointed out and so i want to to motivate you uh, if you're listening to this podcast or watching to 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 get in love with prophecy because that's how God speaks that's one of the ways that God uses to speak and when you read about the last church in the book of revelation chapter 12 verse 17 one of the things that the church has is it has the testimony of Jesus Christ and the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy so love prophecy and also maybe Nikki help us when we say prophecy <laughs> i know like someone might get the impression that it means you know the things where you got to to some churches and they tell you about your future your past where you were Uh that's not what we're talking about, right? <laughs> no, we're not. We're talking about you know the future or you know of the world, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's right. it. It's like foretelling the future but in in a bigger point of view of what will it like the future of the whole humanity. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So not just the future of some individual. <laughs> not not the future of some individual, yeah. Right. Yeah. And for some don't worry about tomorrow. God is like you know in control. So we don't need to know our own future. God is, right. you know. He got us there. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So now let's go to what um I guess it's Mr. Jacob tells his children um will happen to them. And we want to analyze these children because they are receiving blessings, but we want to have like a little introspection and look into our lives. if we reflect some of the characters explained here and how we can you know avoid uh having the same fate or how we can have the same blessings as they received so let's start with the first born ruben we are told that yeah. ruben is unstable as water mm-hmm. okay now i know the question says you know how can we find ourselves being unstable as water but i want us to define what does unstable mean biblically right like 
Yeah, I guess yeah, that's the question. Thank you for asking that. So we're gonna mm. turn our Bibles to James chapter one verse eight. I'm right here. <laughs> oh, Just you kidding. Are. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> don't need to turn anywhere. I'm right here. <laughs> wow. So yeah. James chapter 1. 1 verse 8. And, okay. And it says that a double-minded man is unstable mm. in all his ways. Wow. Yes. You can continue maybe a little bit. You know, verse 9 says, Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that... He, uh, he is made low because as the flower of the grass he mm. shall pass away yep mm-hmm. wow that's something mm. so then to have an unstable i mean to be unstable as water is is to have a double-minded mind it's, now it's, it's to be like yeah to be double-minded Yeah. Double-minded, and and what does it mean to be double-minded? Because I want this broken down so that you know we all understand and never fall into the trap of you know being double-minded. Good question. So, what do you think is double-minded? <laughs> <laughs> I guess having having two brains, which by definition, <laughs> which is by yeah. definition, we we kind of have two brains: the left and the and the right hemisphere. <laughs> So I guess we are double-minded by nature. Yes, I would say being double-minded is like I don't know having mm-hmm. two feet mm-hmm. into like different worlds. Like you right. want to be like a child of God, but also you know, you are, should I say undecided of where undecided, you really want right. to, mm-hmm. to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why I really like that Bible verse. I think he linked so well with. The story of Reuben because he was the firstborn, and as you know, you know the firstborn is the one who received the inherit, uh, no inheritance, right? Right, right. <laughs> But the reason why I compared those two Bible verses, is mm-hmm. it was saying uh, it says the beginning of my strength, right? But yeah. it was, um. He wasn't humble enough, should I say? He, he exalted himself, like to the mm. point that he even like went into like took the wife of his own father. Wow, yeah. that's something. Mm. Wow, that's that's crazy, and it it all begins with small things like trying to be double-minded. You know, um, trying to say uh, serve two masters, like Jesus says, and mm-hmm. you find yourself in a place where you. You even lose what you have because Jesus says it's impossible to do it. You lose your own soul in trying to serve two masters, and a double-minded person is unstable. And something that's unstable, you know, cannot you know stand. So I hope that from these guys, you that you'd ask God to help you be more stable and decided in Him, because it's <laughs> so easy. It's so him. easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so easy yep. to be unstable. Well, m- moving on to the other characters, we have um, Simeon and Levi, and we are told that they are instruments of cruelty. A- and Jacob mm-hmm. says, "Cursed be their anger." Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about anger management <laughs> for a while here. Um, have you have you ever dealt with anger? 
Thank you for asking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my first. Uh, I don't know. So let's say my first big victory in that God that God gave me. Wow. So you know, one one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self control or temperance. It is. Right? Yes. 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 One of my problem is, you know, in my family, should I say, we are people who get angry easily. We get angry easily. I'm a person who get heat up easily, mm. and I get angry. And when I get angry, when I was when I was getting angry, it was really bad. Right. Really, really bad. So there's this scenario when I was younger, and mm-hmm. my brother, my younger brother, really pissed me off when I was, I mm. think, how old? I think I was twelve, somewhere there. Twelve. Wow. Twelve years old. Mm-hmm. And he really pissed me off, and that like, I really got angry. He really, really pissed me off, and what I did. So he mm-hmm. locked me up in the room. So we had like our. Like, Where where we used to where we yeah. used to like sleep as children in in our home mm-hmm. in our house. Yeah. So like he locked me up because I was doing something in in the washroom, mm-hmm. and he locked me up in the door like where you you could access our area where we intentionally used to sleep right as children. It's exactly because I yeah. <laughs> He, wow. he was also angry, so we were fighting, whatever. Wow. And then he really, really, and then my younger brother came and he's like, he told me, oh, I Lixa, oh, sorry, my younger brother, he Great. said, okay, he broke um, your PlayStation. And I'm like, what? Ooh. And he didn't even break the, my younger brother, my other younger brother lied, but he didn't. Oh. But I got really pissed. I was so wow. angry, and I I went in the bedroom, in their bedroom, and he had he had a tablet. I was the only one who had a tablet, and I really knew that he really loved that tablet. Mm. So I took I, I took his tablet and I just yeah. broke it into sides, like on on their bed somewhere where it was really sharp, and then I. Broken. I can feel the pain. Up. I can feel the pain for the but, tablet. <laughs> yeah, but after doing that, I felt really guilty, and wow. I cried. Then I went to my brother and asked forgiveness, wow. and I told God I will never. I don't want. I, I didn't. I did not say that I will never get as well. I don't want to get angry anymore Again. like this. Wow. Yeah, and wow. that that was my turning point. Every time when I get ang- when I feel that I'm getting angry, mm-hmm. I always remember that, and I never since then I never get that angry. And like, so that's you know my emotion take mm-hmm. on, like take over me. And God gave me victory of having like should I say I have control over my emotions. I never wow. let any emotion. Dominate me, and it's not me. It's mm. God who gave me that blessing. So it's one of right. the fruits that God has blessed me with. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow, that's that's a powerful testimony. Thanks for sharing that. And <laughs> oh, uh, you know, we see that uh, Simeon and Levi are going through this same problem here. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I, you know, it, it, this thing always has levels, right? The, their mm-hmm. level is next level, I guess, because they go and kill people. They kill a whole city because yeah. of their anger. And 
Mm-hmm. And you know, was, as a result, they are cursed. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say like that mm. example. Some people see God mm-hmm. the same way that um, Simeon and Levi is like that kind mm. of wrath and anger. But wow. we see here that you know Jacob. Obviously, you said at the beginning that he was led by the Holy Spirit, saying like. Right. By God saying all of these blessings, but He doesn't mm-hmm. agree with it. So that's mm. for for people maybe who see God as that person, you know, who kill, who can kill the whole city just like that. But that's where we see that type of anger. It's mm. not holy. Like it doesn't resemble God because God Himself no. like rebuke Him through right. Uh, wow. Right, Jacob. That was interesting. Yeah, that's that's really profound. Thanks for bringing that up because you know many people uh, think, and sometimes even myself, I guess I'm tempted to think that maybe God is you know this vengeful tyrant, you know that he's this angry God. But like you rightly said, um, you know Jacob rebukes it. He says, "No, this is cursed, right? This is not blessed, mm-hmm. right?" And and I think now if you, if you think about it on a bigger scope. That's mm. what the book of Genesis is trying to communicate. That, mm. you know, that God is not this angry God, but he's this loving God. And and mm. and when you look out through all the stories, you know, at first our parents sin and they are chased from the garden. Mm. But, you know, God continues to, to be with them so much so that we are told that Enoch was taken to heaven. So you see that, mm. that God was yeah. not trying to, to get rid of us. But he was just trying to to build a better way to communicate with us, because mm. it, it's funny to think though. Like, uh, think about this, Nikki. Um, I don't think Adam and Eve went to heaven in paradise. I guess, like, they never really went. I guess maybe they had a communion with God, whatever. But oh, they, they never had the experience of Enoch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you mean? Right? Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so we see that God is actually more loving than we actually um, than we actually. Mm credit him for and then and then and then god is saying i'm not angry like simeon and levi but i'm 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 loving and forgiving like joseph so Mm. that's the picture that we see being drawn here and it's so beautiful it's so beautiful that you know god is love and we see that even in in genesis Mm. one one thing before we move on Uh, there is one thing that caused my eye is um, it says in verse six it said in their self will they dig down a wall you know um, mm. and it says curse be their anger and whatever you also right. said that they went on their own like mm. on the, like they never you know asked God um, right they didn't but they just you know something happened to their sister and they got really angry and they wanted revenge over them and they went by their mm. own right. and okay one thing that is coming actually i didn't plan it was like people who whom like i don't know maybe you face some injustice in your life and you mm-hmm. i don't know uh someone has really really hurt you profoundly Right, but remember, revenge is not the option because, like the Bible, mm. I tell actually tells us that revenge is of the Lord. Yes, never do something uh, out of, especially out of like your own will, but always like make mm. sure, even though like that really, that thing, that that other person like did to you, 
is really bad and really hurts you and god knows that you know you really you are really suffering but never do it there is time mm. for everything you know so never do something out of your own will but make sure that it is always the will of god amen yeah. amen i mean i mean that's so powerful because even jesus you know when he prays he says thy will be done um mm. even though he was you know god but he still said god's will should mm. be done and we should have the same mentality because as as humans our will is <laughs> is corrupt and our mm. heart is deceitful like we think some things are good but we're actually deceiving ourselves so yeah. trust in the lord with all thy heart and lean yeah. not to your own understanding yes yes and i pray that that will be our experience and uh that we'll always remember that in our christian experience now judah judah is different though he is blessed (laughs) and uh if you go to that place which is verse 8 it says judah thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise and i think judah means praise right thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies okay Mm. that's interesting thy father's children shall bow down before thee now let's focus on verse 9 it says judah is a lion's whelp from the prey my son thou art gone up he stooped down he couched as a lion and as an old lion who shall rouse him up so judah is compared to this lion that's great massive Verse 10, the setter shall not depart from Judah. Setter. What is setter? I think setter is that, you know, it stands for, for the... It's like kings. You know when a king always have this, like... The road they have? They have? Yeah, a road in their hands. That means, like, it's a sign of royalty and you are the one... You, it's a sign of leadership. Right. You are the one ruling over the whole kingdom yes yes so so i guess rulership kingdom shall not depart from from him and then mm-hmm. it, it also says no a low giver from between his feet now here's the part i want us to focus on it says until shiloh come and unto mm-hmm. him shall be the gathering of the people be verse 11 binding his fall unto the vine and his ass's coat unto the choice vine he washed his mm-hmm. garments in wine this is shiloh washing his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. Talk about prophecy. This is like poetry, prophecy combined. <laughs> um, can you help us expound this? What is going on here? <laughs> yes. What's going on here? Who is so I'm Shiloh? I'm going to give you a Shiloh. Yeah, I'm, go- mm. I'm going to give you a backstory. Okay. A story relating to that. All right. So there is one of the one of the preacher who asked himself. It was where where I used to study. Like one preacher came and he asked mm-hmm. himself one Bible verse that you know doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is, which is not which is which ought not to be in the Bible or like it's mm. unnecessary to be there in the Bible. Right. And he found that you know Matthew chapter one. In Matthew chapter one, that's where we see the genealogy thank you yes <laughs> <laughs> of that and and in that genealogy it's really important we see judah in there and from mm. judah we see all the 
old, you know, and that's that's why it's really important because it shows. Right. It shows, yeah, it shows the, the why we're reading right now in chapter four, right? right? Well, and we that. see that, um, uh, yeah, that the Shiloh, Shiloh was, it's actually Jesus, right? He was, mm. it was. This is a prophecy about you know, the Messiah, the right. the coming of Jesus Christ, and that's why genealogy is really important. When that, that's why you know God has you know purposely lived it there because there are mm. some prophecy linked to that and then you can really know that's actually this is the messiah the one that right. the one that who is going to take the, the scepter whatever yeah ultimate yeah. rulership right? <laughs> rulership leadership he is yeah. the one who has to rule over my people mm-hmm. yeah. have wow that's so beautiful yeah that's so cool. So the genealogy points to, you know, Judah having someone that follows after him. And the one that has mm-hmm. ultimate kingship after Judah is actually Jesus Christ because he's, he's the king of kings, right? So it has to be Jesus. And mm-hmm. um, the other interesting giveaway, I guess, is it says something about him washing his garments in wine. And his clothes mm. and the blood of grapes. Interesting language used here. Uh, because Jesus uses the same language when he's talking about himself and his mission. You know, mm. he says, you know, drink this grape. It represents my blood that shall be my spilled blood. for many, right? And mm. then, you know, that whole analogy. So it's very clear that that this is speaking about Jesus. And like the verse we started with, it says, all scripture, um, not all scripture, he says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. But, and they are they which testify of me. So everything in the Bible, every verse literally talks about Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and and the life. So yeah, yeah it's amazing that way. Yeah, there is one thing I would like to talk about Shiloh. Usually when Shiloh, Shiloh, whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually... Um, it's one of the names of God. Usually okay, when I didn't know say, that. Yeah. So usually yeah. when they start, usually people, when they, like, they say synonyms of God, usually they say Jehovah, Elohim, and I think Shiloh also, they put it in there. Mm, and, um, and that's also for people who maybe don't believe, you know, that Jesus is God. One more point, you know. That's that's a one more point there. One more point. He that the Bible acknowledges like him as God, you know. Praise (laughs) God. Praise (laughs) him. Wow, that's beautiful. Praise God for His Word, and and that's the other thing too. Like when you study the Book of Genesis and you apply this principle, finding Jesus in every verse. You find that many times Jesus is equal with God. And one of like my favorite highlights where I saw this was when, when Pharaoh says to Joseph, everything that I have is yours. And mm. you shall, in a sense, you shall also be called Pharaoh. You should be treated like you're Pharaoh as well. And I was like, wow, that's so mind-blowing because... If you take Pharaoh to be God the Father and Jesus to I mean and Joseph to be Jesus, then it makes sense that Joseph is equal to Pharaoh, right? And so mm. you can see that Jesus must also be equal to God the Father. 
so that was kind of interesting when i saw that and now this it's like wow so many evidences so praise god for for his word um we're almost done <laughs> um oh, yeah, already i'm sad <laughs> okay you want to keep going <laughs> We, we can formulate other other questions but uh, <laughs> joseph is called a fruitful bow i hope that's how they pronounce it um tree by the well right so yeah. first of all let's let's describe this maybe let's not describe anything what is the secret of joseph being like this i think it's a trick uh... question <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's because it's related to, you know, um, because first of all, I, I actually before I thought why God didn't choose Joseph, because apparently from what, you know, Jacob was telling his son, it seems like mm. Joseph was supposed to be the one to be blessed above the others, but mm. actually God chose Judah, which is interesting. Mm. That's so know? humbling, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm telling you, so... Also, you know, that shows that you know, sinners we have a special place. Mm. It's not it's not by our works or because right. we are more holy than other people that God chooses us. But mm. it's just you know he just chooses you because he loves you and if he shows you, he shows you. For me I thought that actually, you know Joseph. Why Joseph? But you know, Jesus didn't came from the from the lineage of Joseph, but from from Judah, which is interesting. So I, wow. um, yeah. So one thing, um, yeah, that we say about yeah, you you can you re rephrase the question? question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. B- before yeah. I do, before I do, you just mentioned something powerful there that uh, you know, like Joseph is, <laughs> it's kind of like put last <laughs> if you think about it, and. I'm reminded of Jesus Christ giving a parable of, you know, some people who start working at a certain time and other guys join later and they all pay the same amount, right? And that's so true with even mm. our salvation. Like just because you've been doing ministry since 2002 <laughs> and some guy just joined in 2021, it doesn't mean you, you deserve better blessings than them, you know? God mm-hmm. blesses all people equally and God is not discriminator of persons. So I was asking, yep. Joseph, even though he's not, you know, like still on the top, even though everybody's not still bowing before him, <laughs> uh, he's he's in a sense blessed. He, the, it says that he's a fruitful bough, a tree by the well. Mm-hmm. What, what made this distinction possible? What is the secret of Joseph uh, being like this, being a tree by the well, fruitful, let's say, fruitful bough, that's the word used fruitful bowl i think is the wording yes uh, i will say you maybe think uh i've been i think studying about faith and works something like that god has been Mm -hmm. because he i think because he believed in god and he actually showed it i think his life is a testimony for himself yeah and he's the one who actually have been more fruitful more than the others he was among all the the sons of Jacob, 
Yeah. Right. Among all the sons of Jacob, he was yeah. the one who was more fruitful in terms of fruits of holiness. Right. He, the Holy Spirit. Yes. Mm. In terms of yeah, being fruitful in terms of holiness, I think he was the one who remained faithful. Mm-hmm. Um even though he was put in certain situation, he did yeah. not give up on God, but mm-hmm. he showed more he was put into test more he showed that he is really rooted into God yeah. and he showed it by works sometimes mm. us we say that we love God but we when like you know like God allow like something happening into our life we start you know mm. showing that we are not that you know <laughs> right not that committed but yeah exactly but you know i think by his that is you know fruits mm-hmm. fruits of his works of his character that he has he has that character in god that yes yes that's yeah. that's amazing that's amazing and you know as i was thinking about this i was reminded of um psalms chapter 1 which i guess is now my my favorite one of my favorite chapters in the bible and mm-hmm. um you know it says i'm sure you know it um How does it start? Well, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, no stands mm. in the way of sinners, no sits in the seat of the scornful. But then it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it that he meditates day and night. And then he continues mm. to compare this person to something. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of many waters and when i saw mm. that i was like wow that's so that's so that's so joseph like <laughs> right because this guy un- unlike his companions in those days who were interested mm. in you know doing other things playing football watching soccer i don't know what they were doing he was <laughs> he was busy you know meditating upon the word of god day and night mm. and that's what kept joseph that's what molded his character because mm. because faith comes by hearing and hearing mm. by the word of god so the yeah. secret to the life of joseph is not is not complicated at all it's you know um meditating upon the word of god it's having that constant communion with jesus christ uh jesus said to his disciples you are clean through the word that i have spoken unto you and mm. jesus says if my words abide in you and you know and if you continue my words then are you my disciples indeed so that's the secret that's why we have journey in the bible we're trying to make it easier for you to you know incorporate scripture into your life a bible truth mm. into your life because it has power to save and it has power to sanctify as well it's uh john 17 17 i think which says uh sanctify them through thy truth this is jesus prayer thy word is truth and i hope that that will be your experience today and now as we conclude uh after blessing his sons after blessing uh his sons jacob reminds them something he says hey guys uh, i have blessed you and it was fun uh, for some of you and not so for some of you but at the end he, it's funny because he says and after jacob finished blessing his children i was like No, you didn't bless all of them. Some of them have problems like Simeon and Levi. How are they blessed? But anyways. Yeah. Yeah, you want to say something on that? Say, 
Yes, because I wanted to say it at the beginning. I was like, okay, maybe it will make more sense. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking say about the word blessings, right? Mm-hmm. When when we talked about blessing, it reminded me of something. But before yeah. that, sometimes we take like this example. So sometimes we take blessings of something which is really, you know, good. Well, mm-hmm. something good, you know, God has blessed you. Have so many things, A, B, C, D. But here yeah. it's uh, it, um, it has said that um, unto them and bless them, everyone according to his blessing, mm. and he blessed according. them according to his own blessing. But here in those, all those blessings, we didn't see fun things at all. There are some mm-hmm. sons who were blessed, who are not even blessed. <laughs> Right. They were not blessed at all, so mm-hmm. which made me remember of of something because here it says to his blessing, uh, one according to his blessing he blessed them. It made me remember about the judgment day, where God is saying in um, okay, let's read it. It's saying in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse ten. Mm-hmm. If you're there before me, you can read it. Second. Let's see who is fast. See, Second Corinthians five <laughs> ten. Yes, I'm there. Second, right? Yeah, oh, second five ten. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the mm. things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or or bad. Okay, wow. is, is that the one? So I was saying mm-hmm. that everyone will be judged according to his own deed according to his own work because all of this blessing were like told because of the things that they did so as the same thing with like during the judgment everybody will reap what they have sold according to your own work according to the work that you have shown that's that yeah it made me rethink of that Yeah. yeah it's so it's so profound so so what you're saying Nikki is that you know this experience of Genesis chapter 49 is more like a small example of the judgment day because that's that's what's happening right he's not just prophesying he's actually telling them what will happen to them because of what they did because of how they behave because of their character so it's mm-hmm. it's a judgment that's happening and that's so profound to see a judgment in the book of Genesis that's crazy that's crazy so the judgment is real the judgment is real and uh we need to be prepared and uh and there's actually a specific message about this in revelation chapter 14 and it says you know fear god and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and Mm. and it's scary we have to be ready all the time and you know Mm. You know, what fascinates me about, you know, studying the Bible and understanding what's going on is that um, there are actually two types of judgments, if you think about it. Uh, because this judgment that's going on here, I mean, Simeon and Levi, they are not really that wicked. I mean, like, they are not like professed atheists or atheists, right? They believe in God, right? They profess God. In fact, when they went and killed the other guys, they did it in the name of the Lord, if you want to say that. Because they're like, you know, no, this is this is so disrespectful. You cannot, you know, uh, defile this person. It's against our, our beliefs. And so they went and did whatever they did to the city. Mm. 
And so I see that, you know, judgment must first begin at the house of God, which is what happens in the case of, of, of the sons of Jacob. You know, like during those days, Pharaoh was not part of this judgment. Egypt was not part of this judgment. It was just, you know, the, the Jacob, Jacob crew, if you will, Israel, the people that come from, from Jacob. And so even in the last days, uh, the Bible makes it very clear in the book of Peter that there will be a judgment that begins first at the house of God. And, and here's the truth. That judgment is already going on. Uh, for those of us who have professed Jesus Christ, there is judgment happening right now. And that's why the book of Revelation says that judgment has already begun. And, you know, our characters are being revealed. What we do is being revealed. And we just have to, to you know, be ready always. You know, I'm excited to move into Exodus because we'll be talk breaking this whole thing down. The day of atonement, what it means, and how we should be living in these last days in the short probationary time that we have left. So excited about that and also challenged by the high calling to mm -hmm. which we are called. And uh, I hope that um, yeah. you'll be equally challenged as well. So yeah, I'll something on sure, that. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. Yes. Um, you talked about yeah, everything that you talked about. It was really nice, amen. So one, one other thing is like mm. learn about in the Bible, you know, there are people who did stuff, right? And maybe you are doing it in your life. And God just mm. put those things there so that you learn and don't do the same mistakes. But right. it seems like we tend, man, even myself, we tend to repeat the mistakes of yeah. people. And yet God has given us, you know, the example. And right. since this, we started this chapter in 49, it's like reading that was blessing in, in, in the last days, some right. last days. So mm -hmm. that's all of those characters that is mentioned there, uh, all of those sons, things that they talked about them, you know, learn about it and learn from their mistakes and pray God mm -hmm. so that, you know, you, you do different, you take a different path. Yeah. Right. Right. That's, that's powerful. I mean, that's how, that's our only hope. Yeah. Well, so Perfect. after, yes, that's so true. So after Jacob uh, blesses his amazing sons, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it's it's funny. I'm saying amazing sons because I'm reminded that in the in New Jerusalem, um, you have all the names of the twelve tribes of 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 Israel written there, and I, I maybe I should check if Simeon is there because <laughs> I don't think he should be there. <laughs> I think Simeon is there, but there are two who are not there, which is Dan and oh. um, one Dan. of the sons, Dan and one of the sons of Joseph. I don't remember them. What's I think Manasseh. I think. Oh, Manasseh. Okay. I mean, Dan didn't do anything wrong, I guess. But their family, yeah, they're yeah. But it's Dan is not there, like when you read Revelation and. I think it's what, what's the other name of of joseph's son um manasseh anyway. and someone else <laughs> yes and so wow so, i can't believe i forgot his name yes so those two are the ones who are not there mm -hmm. well i'm asking myself yeah. what did dan done 
because Dan didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> this is find the Bible. Out. We are draining the Bible, so keep it up, guys, so that we, <laughs> we, we learn why Dan wasn't mentioned in Revelation. Yeah. Right. Oh, Ephraim and Manasseh, <laughs> right? The sons of yeah, Joseph. Yeah, Ephraim? I think he was, I don't know, I think he was Manasseh. Yeah. Okay. Not Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they are blessed, according to Jacob, and he reminds them to bury him in the field of Machpelah. Why is mm. this important? Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> why, why, <welcome>. why? <laughs> it's because God has given that land. I thought about that question. And this is all. Mm. God has given that land as very land that's why abraham left that house because god has promised him mm. a better land and that's why he went to canaan right because right meshpa is like so it was supposed to be their land and everyone who who is a descendant of abraham mm. was buried there so and even people from that's why you're going to learn about exodus that's why they left egypt and went back to the promised land because that that was this that's their promise god has promised them that that that's their land Mm. that's their promise and that's why he was absolutely buried there because that's where he belongs it's like going back home so cool i love it one thing Mm. i want yeah yeah. one thing i want to mention because i know you're going to skip it (laughs) (laughs) i might Yes, one thing that I want to mention, it's, it's something out of the norm, it's one thing that is interesting is that mm-hmm. Leah was buried with Jacob and not, um, it's Rachel, I'm not mistaken. Oh, Rachel is the other Rachel's. one. Rachel is the other one, okay. Mm-hmm. And Rachel was not buried there. And so, why? And I was like, exactly, I'm going to say why. That's how you see that God doesn't promote uh, polygamy, right? Okay. Like Leah was the f- Leah was the first wife, so she mm. is the legal wife. <laughs> she was, I don't know if it is relevant, but it was something you know that I thought about when I was reading. So I was like, you know, the legal wife, and wow. and you know, even though she was not loved, but God gave her you know the position that she deserved and that's why she was also buried there you know as the wow. wife of jacob and wait judah yeah. comes from leah right judah comes from leah yeah yeah joseph comes from rachel right rachel yeah he comes from rachel yeah that's so profound are you trying to say that god is legal like god is <laughs> god, god is, is legal like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's man. I need to think about that for some time before I come up with uh, conclusions. Because, wow, that's something. That's something. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> it will make yeah, me think okay. for a while, and I hope you guys will think about that as well uh, about you know this bearing place. But it's so profound because I think the other point is that these people like they had deep faith a faith so mm-hmm. deep that they were willing to be buried in the promise if that makes sense and mm. and i wonder 
maybe help us i don't know if you can help me ex- expound that how can we how can we figuratively or spiritually i guess be buried in the field of macpilla or what is the equivalence to the field of macpilla today thank you for asking that question <laughs> when you ask that question you made me think oh god i hope that i'm going to remember what i read i think okay let's go let's do this ah uh, uh, i hope that I'm, if i don't i'm going to google it like <laughs> yes google to the rescue okay uh it's hebrew chapter 11 thank the lord he's the Praise one God. who yes it's something that it's it talks about faith right mm. and it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the mm. evidence of things not seen right mm. that's us so like if we put it into ourselves and not going there right it's right. how can we ensure that we in the promised land so we have to have that faith that and not live into this present world and have that faith that you know we have we have a mansion there or we there is a better world that God has has promised us and one of the right. thing is to always believe on the promise of God because we've mm. we've seen the examples in the bible god never fails when he says something mm. he means it yes. right and we have to to believe as people who live there who like believe that they are there and i think joseph right. was a good example too because like he died but mm-hmm. he believed that he's why he's uh what's um he's uh he's uh Children. i don't know help me with the word No no no. He died and his body was carried into the promise. Oh, his one. bones. So built, Is that Joseph? His bones. Thank you. Yeah, bones. His I was bones. looking for the word. His bones were yes. carried into the promise land. And wow. he he built, yeah, because that was wasn't his land, but God has prom- like has given them a land. He has prom- promised them a land. So something, mm-hmm. you know. And which also gives us like, you know, a good example. Yeah, you know stay say hold hold on to your faith even if you yeah. know some of us have to go through death have this go through that death knowing that you know god has promised you something and actually believe it have that faith mm. in it yes wow that's profound to die to die in christ to die in god in the mm-hmm. promise and you know it all begins with the death of baptism though right because like when you are when you are dead to sin right that's when you mm. actually <laughs> that's when you actually acknowledge and truly accept that you know i'm not of this world i i no longer mm. set my affection on things on earth but on things above and once you've experienced that i think you are dead in christ i think that's that's what i would consider an equivalent to the field of macpilla because it was about a promise and what is the promise exactly that that God gave to Abraham you know that he'll be a great nation that he'll go to heaven let's say um but what is the real promise that God made right if you think about the whole plan of salvation the the real main promise is to be saved from sin right yeah and so and so having that experience of you know dying to sin i think that's when mm. you truly have experienced dying 
to sin and you know being alive unto God. I know it's it sounds a little complex, but it's it's just that simple though. Like because if you're not dead, like you know how we know baptism, what it represents, if you still are so connected to this world, then then you can't really claim the promise because then you have a different source of you know source of information i guess but if you if you truly love god then you you are, you are willing to give up everything for him and and joseph saying carry my bones or even his father saying hey guys mm-hmm. you can do the embalming all you want but don't leave me here i don't want to stay in this pyramid <laughs> i want to go back to to Canaan. I think that's profound and we should have the same mentality that you know this is not our home even though we live in this world we know that you know on the resurrection morning the dead in Christ shall rise first. So I pray that that will be your experience that you'd live a life uh that flows from the throne of God, a life that's that's of God and that on that day when he returns you will be able to to you know to resurrect in Christ. That's my prayer. Yeah. Now as as we conclude um I think we've spent some time here. I think we can just finish off here. But as we conclude is there anything else that you want to share? Uh one thing. Yeah. Okay. Like talk <laughs> I always have something to say. Okay. That's good. <laughs> one thing that I've been learning, right? You know, focus your eyes on to Jesus, you know, and remember yeah. his promise, you know, in times of mm. doubt because it's really hard to believe something that you've never seen. Mm-hmm. And but you know, re- have your eyes focused on uh, on Jesus and believe in 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 his promises. When you doubt, go back yeah. into the Bible and read aloud like read aloud like things that he says mm-hmm. and believe that you actually received it and that's your promise. Yeah. That's the promise that God has made to you. And um yeah. That that's it. And when Amazing. you doubt again, <laughs> remember where you came from, you know? It's always right. good to look back. We read mm-hmm. things, but we also have our personal story with Jesus, right? Because yeah. he's not the God of Abraham and Jack- Jacob only, but he's my God too, and he's mm-hmm. your God too, right? And you've come somewhere far. Always remember your story with God, and go back into the past and look on how and look onto the things that God has ha- has given you, or what you passed passed through with God. And where you are today, because there are some mm. things that you went through in life and you didn't expect, or you didn't. It was hard for you to believe that actually you're going to get that things, but right. you got it. So let that be your example that you know the things that God has promised you, you will mm-hmm. actually yeah. enter into it. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. And you know our hope today, and the promise that we leave you with today, is that you know. Is Shiloh or Shiloh, whatever pronunciation you like, um, and that's Jesus Christ, right? And when Jacob mm-hmm. was given this prom- promise, he looked forward to the time when you know Shiloh, Shiloh would come and you know die for the people and you know save the people. But 
Today, we look back to the time when Jesus Christ died and we are so thankful and actually without that death, res- burial and resurrection, wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to experience all these beautiful experiences of, you know, forgiveness, um, you know, mm-hmm. Christian growth and all these things. But we also look forward to the time when Shiloh shall come again in the future, which is the second coming Amen. of Jesus, that blessed mm-hmm. hope which you spoke about. And so I pray, you know, as people who are looking forward to the return of Jesus Christ, when Shiloh should must come, mm-hmm. we should, like the verse says, uh, purify ourselves as he is pure, right? And so I pray that you would um, you'd purify yourself, you know, by, you know, uh, listening to the right things, meditating upon God's word and allowing his Holy Spirit to, to, you know, change your heart and change your mind. And remember the blessed, amazing uh, beatitude that Jesus gave. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And that purity can only be given by Jesus Christ himself. And so I pray that today you will accept him in your life. And if you have already, well, so much the more the reason to accept him continually because it's all about a continual process, right? Allow him to continually, you know, mold your character and work upon your life that you may be found without spot and that you may be found blameless before uh, before the throne of God when Jesus Christ returns. So as we close, Nikki, do you want to pray for us that we may be pure in heart as we await for that amazing time when Jesus Christ will come? And he would judge the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's all humble ourselves. Dear Heavenly Father, we are here before you, Lord. Thank you for giving us this privilege, Lord. For both who, the ones who spoke and the ones who listened, Lord. Because it's not by mistakes that we are here, Lord. Mm. Um, God, we pray so that we really truly accept, Lord, the gift that you have given us, Lord, which is your Son, Jesus Christ. Because he came to this world to save us from our own sins, Lord. So that God we proclaim that promise as ours, Lord, that we will actually, Lord, conquer all our sins through your, through our Jesus Christ, Lord. Wash mm-hmm. us with your precious blood, Lord, and help us to um, watch and pray, Lord, and mm-hmm. wait for your second coming, Lord, and. Bless us, Lord. Guide us into all truth, Lord. Please mm-hmm. be with us and purify our heart, clean our heart. Give us a new heart and a new mind, Lord, as the new government um, says, Lord, that you will give us a new heart. And you will write your, uh, your commandments in our heart and mind, Lord, that you will mm-hmm. give us a new heart and a new mind, Lord. Please be with us. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.